0: Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm reading from the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a delightful visit to a forum that is all about swinging and in particular we'll be reading from the forums at swingersboard.com so of course the swinging scene is that where you meet up with other people who are like-minded who think that being in a monogamous relationship is not for them so this forum and there are several of them out there is all about people who are into this lifestyle getting together and talking about the issues of the day within the scene or the ls which stands for lifestyle now before we get into it let's get rid of some business of course always at the top i mention the magnets I have a new set of magnets just came in, and I've ca- I have think I've caught up with all the old requests. So, listeners, if you would like your free Lou Reed's magnet, please let me know where you live so I can uh, mail you one. And to get one, just email me at loureads at gmail dot com, and I will send you one forthwith. Toot sweet. we are in that time of year where it is hot in the city, and I can't record with the air conditioning on, so I'm recording with the windows open, and there have been helicopters flying around, so I'm not going to stop recording when the helicopters come by, so if you hear one, it's probably not me being swatted or kidnapped. So rest assured. Also, if you think to do it, please go to iTunes and review the show. Give it as many stars as you think it deserves, which of course is five, and write a little tidbit about the show. If you go there and you go to most recent, you can see that people do write very nice things about the podcast on there, and it helps uh, iTunes see that they should do something with the podcast. Although, let's be honest, I doubt it'll ever be on the front page, but uh, what a marvelous world it would be, if it could be. So, if you put your words in there, that would be great. I appreciate getting them on Facebook too, but um, if you want to write me a nice thing on Facebook, also consider putting it on iTunes or Stitcher uh, because spreading the love that way is a good thing. So, magnets, iTunes, stuff, I think we're good. All right, so let's get right into this episode of Lou Reads from the swingersboard.com. Now, of course, as I mentioned, the swingersboard is about people who live in the LS or the lifestyle, which is the Insider term for being a swinger. Now, what kind of problems would swingers have? Isn't it a perfect lifestyle? Well, you'll see. There are problems. Anyway, let's get ready to it. So the first thing we'll read from the swingers board is found in the swingers board subform swingers need to know archive subform the risks of swinging subform swinging and family issues in a thread started by playing now entitled daughter caught us how to handle this. And it goes like this. My wife and I have been playing for about a year now. We were invited to a private party at a friend's friend's home. Things progressed through the evening pretty well. We knew there were other couples already playing when we arrived. We met a nice couple, and before we knew it, we were enjoying each other in a large tent the hosts had set up for pleasures. As I was being rowed by the wife of this couple and my wife was being serviced by the husband, another couple came walking in the almost darkness and over to join us. Then a scream. Looking up, there stood our 20-ish-year-old daughter, naked as can be with a young guy. Shocked Emoticon. Go figure! She ran out and disappeared. I have called her and went to her apartment, but she wouldn't answer the door and won't return my calls. Has anyone been caught in the act, and how do they handle this? Or confused Emoticon. And B. Barnesworth writes, I'm sure it was a major, major shock to your daughter, not to mention both of you, but... Both of you are probably far better equipped to mentally and emotionally handle this shock. My wife and I have discussed this in the past. Our kids are not old enough to make this potentiality reality now but it could be in the future. Our general idea is that we will of course not in any way look negatively upon a child of ours getting into the lifestyle. We will make sure that they understand that. Your daughter, in your situation, may feel a huge shock in part because she probably thinks you have a particular image of her and seeing her as a swinger just shattered that. Self-esteem can plummet. Quote unquote, my God, I don't want to think about what my parents think of me now. Another issue might be her general unease at her parents seeing her naked and either involved in or soon to be involved in sexual activities. This can be violated to a person. I think how I would approach this is saying, quote unquote, you're a human being, which means you are in part a sexual creature. It's no secret to us that you have sex. We don't need to see it and we need to work something out to prevent that happening again. But you're not freaking us out by inadvertently proving you have sex. Another issue could be (laughs) this guy, Another issue could be she has an image of how her parents, quote-unquote, are, and seeing her parents having sex with someone other than mom-slash-dad could have shattered that impression. Kids often think their parents are sticks-in-the-mud, know-nothings that have sex about once a year and only in missionary position. They are the moral fiber of the family, the backbone. Mom and dad might have dabbled in different things when they were younger, but now they're responsible. They wouldn't do something like that. You could have just destroyed her entire view of her... <laughs> You could have just destroyed her entire view of you. Our response might be, quote-unquote, Now you know something about us that you didn't know. We can't undo that. We can tell you we're still your parents, we still love you, and everything you thought of us before is more or less true. It's not really affected by what you know now. There's a lot of possible things at play here, which makes yet another issue. Emotional overload. Just too many inputs to synthesize at once. A common defense mechanism in that situation is to shut it out, push it away, make it non-existent for as long as possible. Your daughter is a grown woman. You can't hold her hand for everything. She's probably hurt and may emotionally hurt herself more in that time being by pushing you away, but she probably will be fine in time. I wouldn't push. I'd wait a week or two and try to contact her again. If necessary, leave a message like, quote unquote, honey, we're not mad at you, we're not disappointed with you, or anything like that. We're still your parents, we still love you, please talk with us. There's been threads on this topic from a theoretical standpoint before. Some others may post links to them. Brackets, I hope. And Fun4Ds writes, Man, this really has to suck. I really mean that. We could only imagine how you guys must feel today. I don't know that there's many how-tos at this point. Miss Fun and I sat here and talked about this. I know I felt like, wouldn't we have stopped and exchanged some kind of words before our own daughter left? Miss Fun said, quote-unquote, like what? Stick your head out of the tent yelling, wait, it's not what you think? We might not have wanted to even come out of the tent. We have always had a fairly good relationship with our kids, who are now adults. Sure, they know what we do, but appreciate our discretion. We know them well enough that, no, they're not interested in the lifestyle. A lot of things actually changed from the 90s until now. Growing up, they realized that a few other peers had parents that, well, enjoyed their weekend getaways also. Growing up, we always felt it best to lead by example, not demonstration. I'm not making light of this, but you kind of stepped out of your boundaries. Talking to Miss Fun about this, she said, we wouldn't call, we wouldn't knock on her door, we would wait. I have to listen to her as she has some pretty good points as to why. Our children are adults and we respect their homes just as they do ours. We would think of letting your daughter bring this to you, not the other way around. That may take time. We would say, wait and do nothing for now. Then, if and when the need arises, we would not apologize for who we are or what we do. Perhaps how this happened, but not what we were doing. Do you think that's possible? And playing now replies. It has been nearly two weeks now since running into our daughter at the party. She finally called me last night. I could hear the tension in her voice. I said nothing and let her ask first, which she did. I told her that mom and I had been playing for a year now, and just because we were enjoying sexual pleasures from others didn't mean any loss in our love for each other. I never asked her why she was there. I didn't have to. She began explaining to me why, and I interrupted her. I told her it was her freedom to do as she wished, and she didn't have to explain. She reminded me of how protective I was as she was growing up, and I told her because I loved her and didn't want her to get hurt by some young boy who only had one thing on his mind, her perfect little body. She does have a perfect little body, and unlike me, is very cute. I told her not to embarrassed by the situation, and not to let this ruin her feelings of sharing with others as long as she plays safely. I guess hearing this coming from her dad made things a little easier, I think. She then asked me something I wasn't expecting. Would I be able to hug her and hold her in my arms like I always have in the past? I asked her why I wouldn't be able to. I told her I had always held her and hugged her with love from my heart. She said yes, but now I had seen her naked and seen her exploring her sexual side. I assured her I was not upset and would never judge her for enjoying life. So we are taking it from there. And LFM2 writes... I'm not quite sure how I'd handle this situation, but it sounds like it was a very good adult conversation. I also believe it was good for her to hear that you and your wife have not lost any love for each other or for her. She needs to hear that just for reassurance. And Trace Eckes writes, Wow, all she wanted to know is if you'd hold her and love her like you did in the past. She focused on what matters and nothing else. Smart, quote unquote, kid. BTW, I got a tear in my eye when I read that. And the fuse adds, yes, my chin is quivering too. So happy to hear you and your daughter are focusing on your love as a family and acceptance as adults. I'm sure LFM2 is right as well. Your daughter probably benefited a great deal from hearing you reinforce the love between her parents. And Dumb as a Rock 10 writes, wow. That is impressive. The closest I've come is simply being caught naked at the resort by my mother. My mother actually got me the membership. She's the DJ. But up until about three years ago, I was always too prudish to go full Monty. Well, one night, three tequilas and a cute blonde waitress at the hot tub later, I loose the inhibitions and the clothes. I'm figuring, quote-unquote, Mom's up at the DJ booth. She won't come out here. Well, hey son, want me to bring you another drink? Like it was nothing at all. I turned and ducked down under the water as fast as I could while everyone else laughed at me. Quote-unquote, Oh, stop it. I saw it before you did, she says. She, of course, wearing a bikini at the clubhouse, so I'm spared the trauma. Of course, now seeing your situation, mine seems superfluous, and I hope you'll forgive me. But upon first reading the story just the initial awkwardness of it was amusing i couldn't help but crack a smile it's like something out of an episode of seinfeld (laughs) i don't mean to make light of your distress and i could never imagine but i'm sure it was traumatic but what are the odds of that happening anyway and miss sunshine asks how about an update have you played with your daughter there since and Real C. Plub 2 writes, I do believe this was the issue in question, rather the new issue that needs to be addressed since everything has fallen into place. A schedule and cross-checks to make sure to be at a separate party slash clubs to avoid future tensions. And SWPA Couple writes, I realize that it is an egregious breach of bulletin board etiquette to publicly correct someone's spelling, grammar, or punctuation, but this one is a screamer, so I must. I hope you meant to ask, quote-unquote, Have you since then played while your daughter was there? And Miss Sunshine writes, No offense, but I don't need you correcting anything. If you feel a need, find a board for the obsessive and compulsive grammar Nazis. An SWPA couple replies, Such places exist? I apologize. I was wrong to characterize this as improper grammar. I perceive something in the order of the words, have you played with your daughter there since, as compared to, have you played since with your daughter there? And Slevin writes, It gave me pause to wonder as well. I just went with the best possible connotation and took the meaning to be the latter rather than the former. And SWPA Couple replies, I should also have done so. And the fuse adds, Sorry, Miss Sunshine, but your post... Well, I'm sure you didn't mean quote-unquote play with your daughter, was written in a way that could reasonably be misunderstood, in my opinion. Usually the phrase quote-unquote play with such and such means to have sex with them. I didn't think you meant it that way, but other people posted such things in the past and they did actually mean it that way. So while most people deserve the benefit of the doubt, as of course you do, it's not too far out there to ask IMO, just to make sure. <laughs> okay. And playing now returns to add this anecdote. I have posted about our daughter showing up at a party and raising hell with us about our lifestyle. Last evening, we ran into a couple that we have played with. We were getting our taxes done there. <laughs> We were getting our taxes done, as were they. His wife asked if we could go for a drink together after we were done, and we walked to the local tavern for a drink. The brought-up the situation we had running into our now 25-year-old daughter at a private party and how she reacted and caused us to almost stop playing around. No, we haven't done much since, Christmas and once last month. They attended a Valentine's Day party at a club. We had never even been in a club, but they frequented one near us. They told us they ran into our daughter at the club. She didn't know whom they were, but they knew her and our ordeal with her. I asked whom she was with, and they hesitated to tell me. After coaxing them to tell me, I wasn't really surprised at all. They said she came with a guy who was old enough to be my dad. They guessed he was in his late 70s. Then they said they ran into her making out in the hot tub with three old guys. Uh, When she saw them, she asked them if they wanted to join. They sat on the edge and watched her take care of the older guys. They learned that she is living with this old 70s guy and maybe married to him they think. He and his wife talked. <laughs> he and his wife talked about what went on and came to the conclusion that our daughter caused us our problems because she was covering up the fact that she is into old guys. When I asked him if she- <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. When I asked him if he did or didn't join her, he said he wanted to real bad, but knowing that shit she caused us and what she was doing with those guys that night, he just couldn't get excited about her. Anyway, we talked nearly, we, uh, anyway, we talked for nearly an hour and mainly about what our daughter was into and, and have decided she caused us the heartaches to cover up that she is into old men. That would explain the comment she made about me being a pervert to not get any ideas of sharing her. I wouldn't anyway. So those of you who had great gentle advice thinking I am on track with this still bothers me about the whole situation. And yes, it has affected our lifestyle somewhat. I know it has affected my wife playing because we turned down a chance to play with a woman. My wife has always wanted to play with. Oh yes. We did have fun Valentine's night with two other couples, but in private, that is a story of its own. You won't believe. And we'll move from that thread. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we'll leave that thread and we'll move to a new thread still in the swinging and family issues sub forum in a thread started by exploring our M entitled couples daughter at M and G yikes. And an M and G is a meet and greet where couples get together and it goes like this. There is a monthly M and G in our area and we attend on a somewhat regular basis. It's a pretty tame event. Just a bunch of people hanging at a vanilla bar. Vanilla just means plain regular people sex thing, regular people bar. And vanilla means just a plain regular people's bar. We had gotten there early to meet another couple for dinner. And while looking for them, saw from afar another couple we knew at the bar with another woman, brackets, a very attractive blonde. My mind goes to, wow, they have a hot date with them. Nice threesome. Turns out the blonde is their daughter. Wow. I'm glad my wife and I did not say anything telling. We said hi and then went to the dining area. I don't know why they brought their daughter, and they did stay for a while as the crowd increased. An awkward situation. LOL. And Lots of Fun 201 writes, In the last two months, we have seen several couples bring their daughters to events. No surprise now, but the first time, what a shocker. And Lovin' Her writes, If that doesn't feed the perception of sex-craved swingers, I don't know what does. Some lines should not be crossed, and this is one of them. And Allura writes, I'm just a hick okey, and I'll be quick to admit that my ideas of right and wrong are often different from others. My late wife and I had an agreement with ourselves and our sons that we would never become angry at any question that was asked and that we would always answer it to the best of our ability, no matter how long it took. Both young men know about our hobby, have been told about the quote-unquote rules we live by, brackets, including that we quit swinging during the times when we were working on conceiving them, They seem to have accepted our right to make our decisions. Now that they are of age, if they asked to be included in a swingers event, I'd be hard pressed to tell them they couldn't. I guess I'd have to suggest that they make their own decisions. Of course, I am no longer attending swinger functions, so I may be totally unqualified to answer this thread. In my opinion, we too often pass judgment on the actions of others when we know little or nothing about them. And exploring R M replies, Oh, I don't have a problem if all is above board, but the daughter is not aware. Brackets, though she suspects of their quote-unquote hobby. I asked what story they told their daughter, and they said the just are meeting friends. I'll have to get the rest of the story the next time I see them. And we'll leave that thread and go to a new thread in a new subforum. Money like that? In the Swingers Board, subforum Swingers Need to Know Archive, subforum How to Swing, subforum Full Swap Swing, in a thread started by Neoteric CPL entitled, Going Full Swap for the First Time, But We Are Not Sure We Are Ready. And it goes like this. I put this in the quote-unquote new swingers board because while it is an advice question that anyone could have, I think it's most common for those starting out. We're unmarried and don't live together and have been together for less than a year. We got into the lifestyle, mainly to give a boost to our social life, help her explore her buy side and really just experience things we couldn't experience alone. Playing with other partners was just kind of a nice bonus. Smiley face emoticon. Our first experience was a little over a month ago. We attended a house party, hit it off with another couple. The girls played and it moved on to a soft swap with them. Soft swap is a no intercourse except with your own partner. May involve girl slash girl play or oral between the swapped partners can be very erotic and a great way for beginners to start. That is a definition from the denverswingers.org. The girls played, and it moved on with a soft swap with them, along with touching with some other of the party members. It was a great night, and we felt totally comfortable with what had happened. Our second experience was over the 4th of July, meeting another couple for dinner and doing similar activities. Also an awesome night, and we hung out with them the next morning, going for a walk and taking some pictures. Both times we agreed that seeing our partner with someone else was a big turn-on and would have been okay with things going further. Now, our current situation. We've met with a third couple twice for dinner and drinks, each time talking for several hours and having a great time with no physical contact. We have a lot in common with them and didn't even discuss swinging more than a couple of minutes. Last time, we made the suggestion of getting a hotel room for our next meeting since none of us can host. They liked the idea and we've set a date for next week. We are both very excited, first because we enjoy spending time with this couple and also because we'd reached our comfort level with them so that anything would be game. They are a full-swap couple, and we figured it would be a great opportunity for our first full-swap experience. However, as our quote-unquote date gets closer, both of us are getting a little nervous. The idea of going all the way for the first time has a lot to do with it, but I think it also has something to do with the couple themselves. They are our age, very attractive, unmarried, brackets, but engaged, and live about 10 minutes away. The others were married, lived several hours away, and were attractive, but not quite our ideal physical types. I guess I have three questions. One. I've picked up some anxiety vibes from my GF. I think this is mainly due to the female in the other couple is as attractive as her, and her and I have a lot in common, bracket similar education, work in the same field, etc., and have had strong chemistry in our meetings. We've had practically no jealousy or insecurity issues up to this point, but think there's some potential for that here. I've told my GF that while I do find the other woman attractive, she has nothing to worry about. What are some ways I can assure her of this non-verbally? 2. While we had planned on going full swap, perhaps it would be wiser to stick to soft swap our first time with them, then move on to full in the future? This seems logical, but there's a bit of a peer pressure factor here, knowing they are full swap and might be disappointed. Also, hotel rooms in Seattle aren't cheap, and my GF will be away next month, so it's kind of a quote-unquote now-or-never type thing. Three, if we find full swap really isn't our thing, is it possible that going back to just soft might not be as quote-unquote special as it was for us before? All our experiences have been great so far, and it almost feels like we're risking something by moving to the next level, especially having done this for less than two months. Thanks, everyone! And Good Times Answers 1. I don't know. I find that when assurances are needed, verbal assurances are the best way to go. Two, one thing to keep in mind is if, that at any time, even during play, one of you starts feeling uncomfortable with what is happening, it is okay to stop. A lot of couples even have a secret word or something that means, quote-unquote, we need to stop now. We don't have a secret code or anything, but we both keep aware of how things are going with each other, and if one of us is having problems, we stop and regroup. Three, I really don't have an answer for this, as we aren't into soft swap except as a form of foreplay for full swap. And new and excited rights. I'm not an expert as me and my wife have yet to actually swing, but I see two schools of thought here. On the one hand, you should look for and respond to little red flags like this. First, find out if there's something that you are doing that is setting off your woman's jealousy. Are you digging this possible playmate a bit too much? Talking about her too much or whatever? Also, your worry about taking it a step too far, too fast, and possibly ruining any future soft swap is legitimate and should be thought more about. Basically, if you feel you must slow down, then do so. Now, the counter to the above thoughts I don't remember who it is on this board, but someone has a really neat quote by Andretti that if you feel in complete control, you're not going fast enough, or something to that effect. Basically, that things with great rewards have great risk. So, yeah, so yes, you might ruin the future soft swaps, but you might just find this couple is the perfect one to join full swap with. So, now that I have sufficiently said nothing, I'll close with this. Whichever school of thought you choose, make it a reason for you and your GF. Don't worry about disappointing the other couple. Don't worry about a quote-unquote now-or-never mentality because that's BS. Swinging is for you as a couple, and that is where you have to keep your loyalties. And Neoteric CPL writes... We definitely won't do anything we're not comfortable with, so no worries there. The other two couples were full swap, and while I gather they may have been slightly disappointed, they understood we were new and we all had a great time, and planned to meet both at a later date where we'd pick up where we left off. I guess the bigger question is, how do you know if soft or full swap is right for you? We'd like to know so we can figure out what types of things we're like to do together. But my real fear is that everything's going great, we feel comfortable, swap, and then later realize it was a mistake. She's enjoyed me kissing another woman, and I've enjoyed watching her please another man. While we're not put off by seeing the other go all the way with another partner, it's not a fantasy of either one of ours either. And New and Excited writes, So if it isn't a fantasy for either of you, then why rush into it? Basic risk assessment here. One, what you have is great. Two, what you're thinking of adding isn't really adding any excitement. Three, by adding it, you could destroy what you have. Conclusion, don't add it. Just my opinion, of course, but it seems that you've already answered yourself in your post. You don't seem ready to move on to full swap. And the fuse ads. I respectfully disagree with New and Excited's post here. Before Mr. Fuse and I started swinging, I thought I'd be quote-unquote okay with seeing him with another woman, but I didn't anticipate that that would actually be part of the fun for me. I wanted him to have a good time, and I wanted to be with other men, and I wanted us to do it together, but fantasize about Mr. Fuse and another woman? No way. During our first experience, I could not believe how much seeing him with another woman turned me on. That was one of those quote-unquote unexpected reactions I referred to. Above post i didn't read so i'd say to the op that unless you have bad feelings about seeing your partner with someone else which from your other posts you don't that not fantasizing about your partner with someone else isn't a reason to rule out a full swap there may be other reasons though and hot couple gns writes i say go for whatever happens and (laughs) i say go for whatever happens and you all feel comfortable with 10 periods We would always do nothing that hurts either of us, so do what you feel is right. And neoteric CPL writes, Well, just wanted to post everyone an update. Our play date got delayed a few weeks due to scheduling complications, but we finally got together last week. My GF was actually the one who moved things along, suggesting that we all get on the bit, etc. The girls played, guys joined in, and we ended up working on the usual female together and getting a nice MFFM train going on. Brackets, first for us. And we <laughs> and we always stayed within touching distance, but did not go beyond soft swap. The play session went three rounds and lasted over two hours. Everyone left with a smile, and we were invited to hang out with their vanilla friends the following night. We would have, but already had plans. All in all, feeling good about the situation. Haven't discussed specifics yet, but I get the feeling we may end up being a soft swap couple. I do know if we go full swap, it will probably be reserved for those we've played with before. So it will be interested to see how things go with this couple, and we'll leave that thread to a new thread in the swingers board subforum. Swingers need to know archive subforum who swings question mark subforum swingers self esteem attraction and fear of rejection in a thread started by Tia Vampire entitled Saving your S O from embarrassment brackets uncircumcised. And it goes like this. My new BF said something to me about putting in my profile that he is uncircumcised. I told him the reason I mentioned it was to save him from embarrassment. That's if the lady or couple has read my profile. Not every woman wants to be with a guy that is not circumcised. I remember the days when I would not be with an uncircumcised guy. I was always told it would lead to yeast infection. Not good. Frowny face emoticon. Plus, many uncircumcised men experience extra sensitivity because of the extra foreskin making their stamina non existent. I don't want my boyfriend to experience any awkward experiences. Was I helping him by mentioning this in my profile? Or is it truly an embarrassment? And SWPA couple writes, I believe it is helpful but not necessary. There are few of us who do not present some kind of surprise or other when the wrappings first comes off. People generally understand this. Your boyfriend should not view a statement of this fact to be embarrassing. And Sunbuckus writes, To be honest... I never understood why it was so important for women to make that distinction with men. First of all, I feel really bad for all the boys and men that go through the circumcision procedure. Second, it's a dick. Is it attached to a man that I find attractive and who finds me attractive? Then it doesn't matter what the package looks like. Circumcised, uncircumcised, big, small, straight, curved. It's all good to me. It's just like those men who like all breasts. If it bothers your boyfriend that it is noted in your profile, my vote would be to erase that line. And Maui Jane Doe writes, "There are women who would indeed reject a man for having an uncircumcised cock. I'm pretty sure the issue is discussed on multiple threads, but here's one where the cut slash uncut poll turned into a referendum instead. There's a link. You might have your boyfriend read it, then revisit the issue of what's on your profile after he's done so. And for my boo boo writes, the two things that turn the misses off: one is an uncircumcised cock, and two, a pierced cock." That is her choice. And... ASNCPL writes, I think it's helpful as information, but not embarrassing. I've known women who only play with circumcised men, whether it's a personal preference or a choice based on myths. So having it on the profile helps narrow the search. An uncut cock is as good as a cut one, in my opinion. I admit sometimes it's a bit dirtier or smellier because the guy didn't wash it thoroughly, but I blame that on personal hygiene, not on circumcision. If after 20-some years, a guy does not know how to wash his uncut cock, then that's the embarrassment. And up rights. No one wants a surprise when clothes come off, so good to put it in the profile. And IEXXXCPL writes, Eh, I'm uncut, and I must admit I had been self-conscious about it at one point in time, but it's no longer anything I worry about. I don't think I need to disclose it in our profile because it doesn't change who I am, and it's a natural part of my body. It's not an STD or anything. If I come across a profile that states they only want cut guys, then I know not to contact them. And it's all good, but having to put something in my profile that doesn't impose any potential threat to a partner seems as silly as having a woman post that they have a large labia or something. It's not a big deal. If someone has a preference against it, they can inquire beforehand or otherwise state their preference IMO. And Chickup replies, Of course, if you're not bothered with it, Why not put it in your profile? It goes both ways. In the USA in general, swingers age group, most guys are cut. So while it's part of your body, it's not a part we have run into swinging ourselves. My thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that most would not want to put it in their profile because it might be a turnoff. And the idea is that if it gets to naked time, most may just go with it rather than stop play. Winking emoticon. And Just Ask Julie writes, I guess it comes down to if you're trying to save someone else from embarrassment, you need to make sure that they would actually feel embarrassed about the situation first. So the real question is, were you trying to save him from embarrassment? or yourself. I don't really care if it's mentioned or not. It's not going to affect my decision. However, I don't see an issue with listing something like that right along with cock-size brackets, which almost everyone mentions, whether it's in an objective or subjective way. Whatever way it is mentioned, it should be done in a positive way and not as a warning. Perhaps it wasn't that you listed it in the profile, but, but how that he was reacting to. Further discussion between you may be necessary. Edit I just visited your profile on SLS, and I don't see an issue with quote-unquote how it was included. It's just another part of his description, like saying what color hair he has. And Slevin replies, I didn't even know it was something women found unattractive until recently, brackets and only on the internet. Thankfully, we've never run into someone in person. I won't be putting it in our profile because I don't find it to be a big deal. If someone turns off in the moment, I sure won't be embarrassed about it. And fan writes, a lot of people wouldn't even notice once the lights are dimmed and you are erect. The missus has a play friend that she didn't know was uncut till months later when we were all sunning on the nude beach. I had to tease her a little, winking emoticon. And Tia Vampire returns to say, I worry more for him because if a woman was to suck on him, yes, it is very noticeable. H.W. tells me he's not embarrassed by it, and he has not had any complaints thus far. Just hope it continues that way. And Buckus writes, Maybe I'm not experienced enough, brackets, or haven't seen enough cocks, asterisks wink, wink to the guys. But once a man is aroused, I really can't tell the difference. Now, I have seen at least one where it definitely seemed that the circumcision procedure took off more than it should have frowning emoticon if he's not embarrassed and doesn't seem worried about it being put into that situation where the female playmate gets turned off by being presented with an uncircumcised penis then well i wouldn't worry about it if i were in your shoes clearly the only one with the problem in that situation would be the female playmate and she would be missing out on some fun times chances are if the woman is that particular about a playmate's circumcision status she would ask prior to playing i would think this is akin to the shaved or not shaved some people cannot stand bald or hairy if they have a very strong preference they usually ask up front. And fundamental law replies. Brackets from a surgeon. All, it is well to remember that the foreskin brackets prepuce can be operated on for reasons other than circumcision. That tissue is sometimes brackets surgically removed and reshaped to address other problems. Sonny, I wonder if what you saw was the consequence of a surgical repair of a hypospadias. This is a fairly common congenital condition of young boys in which the urethra, brackets, the tube that carries urine from the bladder to outside the body does not end at the tip of the penis. Instead, it ends on the underside, In more severe cases, the urethra opens up in the middle or bottom of the penis or even in or behind the scrotum. The foreskin is sometimes used to create a new channel to extend the urethra to the tip of the penis. That means surgically opening the underside of the penis, creating the new channel and stretching all the skin around the new channel over a catheter. The frenulum can easily be lost during such a repair. Plenty of internet info if you look for hypospadias repair. My point is that what you saw might be nothing more than the best efforts of surgeons to repair something that nature and genetics didn't quite get right. More generally, it's worth remembering that there's no such thing as a perfect male body, and a lot of people have had repairs that have nothing to do with vanity or preference. Different is different. As for conversations about penis preference cut, uncut, longer, shorter, thicker, slimmer color, bear in mind that piercings and tattoos aside, the man to whom's attached has likely had little choice in the matter. And Sunbuckus ends the thread by saying, Fun! Thank you so much for the reminder. I can't believe I didn't keep that in mind, frowny and emoticon. Clapping, I couldn't agree more. And staying in the same subform, we'll read a new thread by B-Magic entitled, Drooby Boobs and Stretch Marks. And it goes like this. Hey all, I am the female of the pair in my early 40s and over the last three years have lost a lot of weight. Due to the weight loss, my natural 36 D boobs have lost their perky fullness and now have this saggy National Geographic Tribal Native look. And I have a little bit of loose skin on my upper arms, tummy, and inner thigh area. I gave birth to one child 17 years ago, so I have stretch marks on my tummy from that as well. I have a nice slim hourglass figure, everything's in proportion, and I try to cover up the loose skin slash stretch mark flaws by wearing body stockings and slash or thigh highs and very sexy flattering outfits to club slash parties, but I can't really do much about the way my boobs look. Brackets have even invested in some special lotions for it, but they don't help all that much. I love the liberating atmosphere of the club slash parties and enjoy having my boobs out as much as I can in those sets because it just feels so good but sometimes get self-conscious about their droopiness even though i see many women there who are just as or even more physically flawed than me letting it all hang out despite that i still can't get over this feeling of inadequacy but would not opt for a boob job due to allergies I know my body would react badly to implants. I just want to know from the guys, how much of a turn-off is my list of physical flaws to you? Should I just let go, continue to project confidence, and enjoy myself despite the flaws, or am I just kidding myself here? I know this seems a silly question for someone who doesn't even engage and play with others, but just being an exhibitionist, I want to turn others on when playing with my man and worry I might be doing the opposite, even though he assures me I'm still smoking hot. I figure he's biased since he loves me. Ha ha! And ladies with similar flaws any recommendations of creams slash lotions or non-surgical procedures that actually work to minimize these flaws that would be greatly appreciated smiling emoticon thanks And SWPA couple replies. Dave Barry, the newspaper feature columnist and author, has warned my gender to never answer a question of this character. It's a lucky thing, I suppose, that mirrors had not been invented or Helen of Troy would have looked into one and seen flaws. All I can say is that my wife, who lost a significant number of pounds within the last four months, turns me on more than ever and is catching the eyes of many more men at lifestyle gatherings. When you look into a mirror, try not to see flaws and let the men in your life act as your mirrors on your world. Michael. And DFW2 for fun writes, "Honey, I'm in my early thirties. I had an emergency surgery when I was twenty. Died on the OR table, etc. I am left with scars in my abdomen and stretch marks, with no children to show for it. I was/slash am not real confident when it comes to swinging. I had to finally decide that real friends will like me for me, not what I look like under my clothes. Anyone who has a problem with how I look, cab go f themselves. Trust me, I know this is easier said than done. You can find me on Twitter or the Y under the same screen name if you need some." To talk to. Big hug sent your way, XOXO. And Angel Kin writes, I am a woman. I have similar flaws. I try not to let the flaws bother me, and if someone is superficial enough to let it bother them, well, I probably won't want to play with them anyway. I know, it doesn't make it any easier to hear someone else say it, but you gotta be comfortable in your own skin. I just said to hubby, I wish they could relocate my chubby belly fat and move it to my boobs and fill them back up. Feeling sexy and exuding confidence produces real sex appeal, and others will see it too. And Maui Jane Doe replies, I have this dream where I get a few hundred naked women together and do a variety of icebreakers like writing love notes on, to the bodies of 20 other women or quickly grouping them by size and then looking at the beauty surrounding them because women's bodies are beautiful in all shapes and sizes with or without droopy breasts or flabby backs or whatever. Then maybe they'd all go out knowing how wonderful they were and would stop wasting energy on things that don't serve them. Confidence is a lovely thing and far more useful than any cream. The flabbiness will tighten up in some degree, mostly related to age and hormonal balance, but it takes time. Also, if you're into that kind of stuff, decline chest presses are the bomb for a breast lift on the level of musculature. Also, there are creams with things like caffeine that do offer some tightening. I'm sure you can find at least a few at Target. I bet they taste bad, though. Winking emoticon. And dynamite pear ends the thread by adding... As the male half to this pair, I wanted to reply because this question burns in many women. Although my reply repeats many of the great points previously made, I have to say, not just to you, but to all the women who may read this, it doesn't matter what shape you are, what size boobs, what shape boobs, bottoms arms, leg lengths you have. As a man, I'm going to admire for no other reason than you are a woman. In this life, we have all chosen to live. Body image constantly comes up because we often step outside of our comfort zone or safe zone of that significant other who has already bought into you. The same question exists for men also. My wife still laughs at me because the first time I noticed a few hairs growing around the shoulder area, I completely lost my mind. Brackets, personal feeling about hair in certain places on me. LOL. Oh, and this was after a night of naked frolicking at a club. Turns out I was the only one that noticed or cared. So with all of the text above, the answer to your question is simple. It is not a turnoff. I hope you use the confidence you alerted to earlier and only get better with age. Besides, behind every woman in this lifestyle and in the vanilla world is a line of men that would love to show you just how sexy you are. LOL. And we'll finish this episode by going to the Swingers Board, subforum The Topic of Sex, subforum Let's Talk About Sex, in a thread started by D.P. Darling, entitled Double Penetration. And it goes like this. I'm just wondering what guys and girls feel about double penetration, that anal-slash-vaginal penetration. Do you think it's too radical, maybe too dangerous? I do know that a lot of guys shy away from it, just because of closeness to another male. A lot of women are apprehensive about it, and there's maybe a fear of some injury. I know a gynecologist who thinks it's outrageous that a woman would even consider it. I've heard a female sex therapist say that if she can stand, and it's pleasurable, do it. What do you think? And Champagne Dave writes... I am speaking for my girlfriend who loves it. I am speaking for my girlfriend who loves it. We haven't tried two actual males, but that would not bother me at all. We typically have vaginal with a big vibrator in her ass or anal with a big G-spot vibrator in her pussy. Either way, she soaks the bed. Brackets, pole idea. And Betty Ann MBSC writes, Well, you and I discuss this briefly, but I can do vaginal DP if both guys are not too big. I've never had the nerve to try vaginal plus anal DP. Maybe one time in the next couple of weeks, I will, because I know a guy who's gentle enough not to scare me, and he'll stop when I say to. I think it follows, though, that a woman would have to find anal penetration pleasurable before she would attempt anal plus vaginal, and I've met a lot of women who don't do anal sex at all. That would leave them out of the equation for a double altogether until they enjoyed the single. For the most part, I'll say I'll try anything once. This is just one of those things I've not gotten around to yet. Grinning Emoticon. And Nice Couple 10069 writes, Mailview has done this a few times. I was in a threesome with a couple. She wanted to try it. She loved it and she requested it other times after the first. I think the gal must know the guys really well. Guys must not be homophobic. They must be caring, slow, and genteel. It is a really strange feeling for the guys as well. Just some thoughts. And Timekeeper adds, Double penetration has always been my fantasy. My husband is all for it. Does not have a problem being that close with another male. Maybe one of these days, it will even be a reality. Two emoticons fucking animated emoticon. And Blue Eyes writes, I've done it once as the second male with a couple. She was used to anal, so that wasn't a question. I never really felt I was that close to the other male, but... Even if I was, it wouldn't have been an issue for me. Personally, I didn't get a whole lot out of it other than the satisfaction of knowing we were giving her pleasure. I would do it again in a heartbeat. And Matt writes, I have done it as a second male with a couple and it is kind of tricky to pull off. You really need to make a diagram before you start to get everyone in the optimum position. And Cisco SV writes, The wife is not into anal, nor am I. Double in the bush is one of our fantasies. And Magic Enigma <laughs> Magic Enigma, and Magic Enigma writes, I'm with Brad slash Janet. This is the one that got me wanting a threesome with the second man. It took nearly a year after I was in my first threesome with the second woman before I was able to arrange it with the group I swing with. I've done it three times, none recent. The first was more experiment than perfection. The last two, it was a split in positions. It was interesting and fun enough, but more in a quote-unquote, we did it, cool way. Not anything I had some raging orgasm from. And you need love rights. We tried DP, brackets vaginal and anal plus vaginal, with toys and both are pleasurable for the two of us. Now she wants to try the real thing with another penis, and I have no problem with this. Have fun and enjoy your day. And Mikey Likes It writes, I have done this, but I feel it would have been better if I was the one on top. As it was, I was on my back with her straddling me and the other guy basically standing over both of us. Once I was in, I couldn't move. The only sensation I got was from feeling him moving in and out of her ass and his balls hitting mine on the downstroke. It wasn't unenjoyable, but as said next time, I'm going to be on top. And VJ K. Lander writes, one more thing. If you find laughing a turnoff during sex, don't bother trying DP. And Machis Sex writes, Hi, we did it with a couple a while ago. First, I was in the other girl's vagina and her husband doing her anal. It was great. She got three orgasm. It felt a bit funny to feel his dick move inside her anal, but I really enjoyed the experience. Then we switched, so I entered my girlfriend's anal while she was on top of him even better. My girlfriend enjoy it too. We are going to do it again for sure. It was no trouble getting in position. I've heard it can be quite tricky, but it went smooth. We have average dicks both of us think that's to prefer. Two guys giving pleasure to a woman doing a double penetration is the most beautiful and exciting things I know when it comes to sex. Good luck, Martin, brackets, Sweden. Well... I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I can't wait to try DP now. They, they sold me. Not really. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode from the Swingers Board. I don't know how many people who listen to Lou Reed's are in the lifestyle, as it is known. I would hazard a guess that probably more than zero, but I don't expect any of you to out yourselves to me as uh, Swingers my wife and I made too many hang-ups for the swinging. But um, I'm glad that some people can enjoy it. I'm not jealous of them. Who said that? That's, that's normal, right? So that is going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads. Thank you, as always, for listening. Let me know if you enjoyed it by posting on the Facebook page when I posted, or the Tumblr, or the Tweeters, the Twitter, and all that jazz. As always, if you like the show... Please share it with your friends and write a review on iTunes. You can just click the five stars if you like. But I find that uh, having the written review really sends a message that you really like the show. And I like that you like the shows. It's always nice to see the reviews. But word of mouth is also super important. And I really appreciate it when you tell people about it. Because I get lots of emails that where people say that a friend introduces them to the show or they stumbled across it. Listening to uh, the Flop House, the early Flop House, or maybe the F Plus, and that's always a good thing to hear. I'm glad people are experimenting with other podcasts and not just listening to the same ones over and over again. who's, please write a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else reviews can be written, and feel free to retweet when I post the podcasts and all that stuff. It all helps. And uh, besides that, I don't have much else to say. You know, when I think of swingers, I think of uh, the Ice Storm. And that horrible, sad sex scene where the the guy just comes right away in the in the car—it's depressing. And then their, their son gets electrocuted. So, whoops, spoilers. And that's a great movie if you like being depressed. So, don't let me stop you. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you, Swingers Board Edition. We'll see you soon. Bye bye.